Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's your thoughts on government cover ups or covert societies attempting to control humanity? Do you believe in ancient astronauts, intergalactic communication, or extraterrestrial visitations? Ever had an experience with disembodied spirits or the paranormal universe? Are these subjects fact or fiction? Each week, Tony and Eddie explore these unbelievable realities and beyond. Exclusively on Truth Be Told. All right, welcome to Truth Be Told with Tony and Dean, the Monday edition. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to have a great show for you today. I'm Tony Sweet, and we have Dean Ryan in the house. Tony, great to be here. It's such a great day today on Monday. It was a long weekend. How was it your was. weekend? It was great. You know, I had a I had a really uh, kind of a quiet, busy weekend. You know, th- Saturday, I just chilled. I actually caught up on Netflix. Yeah. And for those people out there that want to watch Strange Stranger Things, have you seen that? What is it? It's a it's a it's a uh, not a movie. It's a series, 8 episodes, season 1 of a these kids that are in a small town and there's a government facility. It's kind of like a bar alley. A government right. facility outside the town. And then uh, apparently they were doing experiments on humans really? and uh, mind control. Mm-hmm. And it ended up opening a porthole to another world and really? brought in a creature that started um, feeding off the locals. Really? And so wow. the, the children, one of their friends got taken and so they were on the search to how to get this their friend out of the other side so it's really great i mean it's really i didn't think i'd like it at first what's it called uh stranger things stranger yeah things stranger i'm gonna watch that um while we do the show (laughs) there we go (laughs) right yeah no it's 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 actually you know stuff we talk about all the time right that's right even off air we talk about it all the time uh so but uh, what about you what'd you do i was at the uh, la jolla international fashion film festival in san diego and uh, it was just incredible i saw if you can imagine what fashion photography is and we all know that we see in magazines Mm mm-hmm Imagine what that is on film, and it's basically a lot of short films. Some of them are a minute, some of them are 10, and it's uh, very artistic, um, very fashionable. Some of them are just uh, short movies with fashion-influenced pieces in them. And it brought in uh, fashion designers and filmmakers from all over the world. I met people from uh, Amsterdam. I met the head designer, or one of the head designers for uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, wow. I'm a big fan. Wow, I am. um, I met some uh, filmmakers I'm from, a monster. from Brazil. <laughs> uh, met some cool Russians and and people from Ibiza. It was really awesome. Uh, I went there representing a, a new film I'm doing, which I can't talk about just yet. But um, I, I went there to uh, actually celebrate the arts. Um, I used to be heavily involved in fashion years ago on the production side, so I saw some familiar faces. Uh, did the red carpet. You know, how did I saw some pictures? You look good there. Thank you, thank yeah. you. No Botox, no filter. Yeah, and uh, they wouldn't leave you alone after no, that, no, would they? Just paparazzi everywhere. <laughs> uh, was also representing, you know, this show here and talking about it, and met some really cool people, models, you name it, all from all over the world, and uh, I loved it. I love La Jolla is a really nice little town uh, in San Diego, San Diego County. Very so, wealthy. Have you been? I have. Wealthier to the town. 
uh, wealthy, not yet. Yeah, but but you've been there. You've been, been to La Jolla. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. really, it's you know, there's some military because it's close to right. Camp Pendleton, but it's a it's a cool little place if you ever get a chance to go. And then check out this uh, fashion film. So I, I always said this is what's funny is that you that was kind of your industry for a while, right? And then you kind of came over to the alternative media. I mm-hmm. think that's very fascinating to switch from fashion to this media type of media. Well, you know, artists in general, musicians, uh-huh. designers, we're kind of thinking outside the box. And to be in the alternative media, you have to think outside the right. box. You can't be. There's nothing mainstream about. Uh, what you or I talk about. You're not going to hear that on, uh, you know, the world news tonight. Uh, So it was kind of a natural transition. However, full disclosure, uh, I was a journalism major, broadcast journalism major in uh, college. So it's kind of round robin how it will happen. Not that I was seeking out to do what we're doing. It kind of just... Found you. Yeah, found me. It landed in my lap. And uh, And now... No, without getting into my autobiography, which you're going to Which is very long. And you have to look it up. It's a good 10 pages, so yeah. you're going to have to wait for that. But it shows me, not the other way around, but that's what it's all about. Well, and speaking of alternative media, we have a very special guest today, uh, Max Egan, who is going to be calling in from Peru, I believe, correct? Yeah, from the jungles from of the- Peru, and uh, just an incredible man. If you've not checked out his videos, they're all over the internet. And this guy, I discovered him recently, but I heard the name before but it finally clicked to me to actually do some searching on him and it's just incredible insight on what's going on uh in the news all over the world things you don't even think about and you know now you want to know more so right. it's just it's really going to be a pleasure to have him on today and uh, he has his own radio show uh he's a researcher truth seeker uh, radio host filmmaker and one of the leaders of global awakening uh movement he is from australia queensland and uh at the time of june 12 uh june 2012 he was 54 years old so that adds up you know to you know getting close to 60 but i think you know people like himself that it doesn't matter the age is when you're always seeking truth i think sometimes we actually as you get older you start seeking truth more uh just because you know uh you see the 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 impact of how your governments and uh, other people in your life around you you know you don't pay attention to that as much as when you're 20s so this is going to be great um so but he has a uh uh max's films include the awakening in 2008 the calling in 2009 and transformation that's two separate words, transformation in 2012. And uh, he is uh, has a show, it's called The Crown House. The Crow House. The Crow House, excuse yes. me. Yeah. And it's The Crow, and it's without an E, house.com. Now, you, you listen to it. And so tell us your first reaction when you heard him for the first time. My first reaction was what he's saying, it's so articulate of everything I try to say but don't always accomplish. It's articulate and it's so impactful. It's powerful. And it's yet said very, uh, spoken very softly and subtle, and uh, the message is very clear. And it's not always about the messenger, and it's about the message, but in this case, the messenger does a great job, and, and it's waking, awaking uh, people all over the world, uh, this gentleman here. So I thought we'd bring him on and talk about what's going on, not only in the United States, but in other places that we kind of just take for granted everything's cool out there, and... So, you know, it's good insight that I think this show today and, and folks, you got to subscribe to this channel because we have incredible guests like this all the time. So today is going to be a very special show, a very special episode. Well, we are going to go ahead and introduce him. And, and Mac travels uh, across the world researching history of people, including the Palestinians. He sheds light on the global awakening as it happens. And so I think we go, should go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, we have Max Egan on the phone. Max, how you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good, brother. Thanks for asking me on. This is going to be great. Uh, Dean, I'm going to go ahead and let you take it since uh, you are a big fan of his, as I. Max, I'm a huge fan of yours. Uh, I found you, uh, well, or we found each other kind of uh, on YouTube. And like I said to you the other day, I said, discovering your work for me is like discovering the Beatles albums all for the first time and you just you hear one and you want to hear the other one until you get to like the Abbey Road one and then you just want to hear it all over again so 
I'm excited to have you on today. Uh, where are you uh, currently um, calling us from? Because uh, I know you travel all over the world. I'm currently in the upper Amazon. It's uh, Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the internet connection goes. Actually, it sort of has a propensity to drop off without any sort of warning. So just see how we go with it. Hopefully that won't happen. But if it does, hopefully I'll be back soon. Well, I, this this is always the interesting part is like the people we get to speak with from all over the world and uh, to you know as Americans we we get to see what our news media and news feeds feeds us. <laughs> so, it's going to be interesting to find out your your thoughts and beliefs and what you see overseas or even down in South America. So, this is going to be great. Right. Yeah, it should be fun. It should right. be fun. So, Max, what brings you to Peru? Are you, are you working on a project, or is it you know, uh, or are you just there um, on travels for friends or, or business or pleasure? I guess the uh, question would be. Well, kind of both. Like it's cheap to live here, and I'm kind of running out of money, so the third world's the best option for me at the moment. So, there's that. Plus, I've got some friends here. I kind of like it. I like Peru. I like the jungle. And uh, I want to get some uh, work done on two films. I'm working on one is about the Amazon. And one is part two of Transformation, which I'd like to get hopefully finished by the end of the year. Hmm. So I'm kind of here to get a little bit of time out and uh, just just knuckle down and work on the films without too many distractions. Right. Well, you know, this is such a highly political uh, climate in the U.S. And, you know, you must have a uh, different perspective, not only being in Peru, but being Australian, of uh, kind of the chaotic political uh, atmosphere in the U.S. What, what is kind of your take on uh, what Americans are going through, uh, you know, be, between our two candidate choices and, and, and all the propaganda and demagoguing going on? What is kind of your take on the American elections right now? Oh, look, it's a freak show. It's an absolute <laughs> freak show. Like, um, it, it's, it's, it beggars belief, the, the latest U.S. elections. It's just a, it's, it's like a circus, you know, it really is. I mean, I really feel for the American people. The American people are squeezed so badly by the government at the moment. And, you know, the choices that you're given who to vote for and what differences are going to make. I mean, you know, there seems to be... I actually went through the United States a few months ago, like in April. I went up through what many people have told me is America's armpit. You know, I went up through... Um, drove from Philadelphia up through to Ohio and a very, very industrial area, a lot of chemical plants, war factories, stuff like that. And the people on the ground are doing it really, really hard. Uh, I was really amazed to see what they're actually going through. But there is a real sense of hope with people as well. But, I mean, I mean, who are you going to vote for? What, what, what difference is it going to make with, with what you've got there? I mean, it, it's a freak show. I got the impression of um, the area of America I drove through, it was like, it looked like Mordor run by Smurfs on crack was my impression of it. <laughs> it was uh, disgraceful, really disgraceful. So... I don't know what's going to come of this election. I mean, Hillary or Trump, what, what difference is it going to make? It's, it's just going to be more war, more of the same. I think people need to really see how they're being played in America. And uh, there needs to be some sort of a, you know, a, a, a national boycott of everything, like a national strike of everything. The people just need to say they've had enough and hands down and just uh, get some accountability. We've got a helicopter flying over. They so found you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as we were talking about this, the uh, Contras are coming to get you. Uh, yeah. You get a lot of that here at this time of the day. It's the time of day you've called me, 6 o'clock, and things are... We've got a military base not too far from here. And, uh, yeah, you get a little bit of activity this time of day. So, right. like I said, we'll see how it goes. That definitely is not a uh, sound effect on our end. So that is a real <laughs> helicopter. And But, Max, you make a really good point on the, the circus freak show uh, in this country. But in, There's a real uh, resurgence, if you will, of, of now people looking at third parties, uh, whether it be in the Green Party or the Libertarian Party. You know, as an outsider... Uh, from, from a different country, it, are people aware that in America there are other uh, parties like, like the Green Party and, and, and other choices? Does that really get promoted on media outside of America, or is that just shoveled away like it is uh, here on the mainstream media in the U.S.? Yeah, you don't hear anything about it at all. You don't hear a thing about it. All you hear is Hillary and Klump and, you know, a little bit about Bernie Sanders now and then, you know, when it was, you know, okay to talk about him. But, uh, yeah. no, you don't hear anything about that. And that's what you need is people to, to swing away from the major parties. The political system in America, it actually could work if people voted 
But the problem is that, you know, you've got to have the right candidate to vote for. Mm. And you're never going to get the right candidate because of the mechanism that exists behind what promotes the candidates and puts them in power. Now, you've got, a, you've got a political system in America that was put forth by the founding fathers that actually could work, you know, if enough people participated in it. The problem in, in America is, you know, people decide that the best thing they can do is not vote. And the problem with that, of course, is that the criminals do vote. And the thing with America, it doesn't matter if the whole country doesn't vote, if, if only 10,000 people vote. If they all vote for Hillary Clinton, then Hillary Clinton's got the presidency, even if the whole country doesn't want to, which is why they didn't vote. You know, so they need to vote for, for different candidates, vote for independence or something. The problem, of course, is that you've got the uh, things like APAC. You know, candidates can't get funding unless they sign the APAC pledge. And you know, if they don't sign the APAC pledge, they're just going to get squashed. Nobody will ever hear about them and, and they'll get vilified. They'll get attacked if they ever get anywhere because they're not supporting Israel. So that's mm. the way it goes. So, you know, the whole political system is compromised to begin with. If you had the right candidates, you could vote yourself out of, out of trouble with the American political system. But like I said, it's what supplies those candidates for you assures that you can't. So you've got the, uh, the right hand cutting off the left, you know. I'm going to ask you because when Donald Trump came to the surface about a year ago and everybody says that, you know, oh, I'm going to uh, I, I like him because he's not a politician. But when when somebody from your standpoint, when you see Donald Trump, who's a billionaire, who's always been part of the, you know, one percent uh, and now he's picked one of the biggest uh uh, establishment vice president. What what do you see Donald Trump as? Do you see that he was actually a viable candidate, meaning he really wanted the presidency, or do you think it was there's some other undermining going on? I think the the biggest um, thing that Trump was supposed to do was was give Hillary the vote. I think that he, you know, people are going to sort of look at him and think, well, maybe he's a viable choice because they're going to want to vote for anything but what they've had, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's definitely colourful enough to get a few people. But, I mean, I think when it really comes down to it, people are going to look at it, they're going to be going to sign that ballot and they're just going to go, nah, and they're going to go the other way. I think that he's, uh, he's been a massive uh, support for Hillary Clinton is what I think. I, I think it's for controlled opposition. I don't think... Um, he would do anything different to any other person that you put in there. I mean, these people are bought and paid for. They're all serving the same agenda. You, you might say, well, Trump can't be bought and paid for because he's a, he's a squillionaire anyway. But, you know, how did he get that money? What are his contacts? Who, who's he rubbing shoulders with? Who right. does he go to parties with? Right. He goes to parties with the Clintons and all that. They hang out together. You know, these people aren't. They're not rivals at all. Right. They all go to the same clubs. They all hang out together. They all serve the same agenda. It's a puppet show. It doesn't matter who you vote for. You're going to get the same thing. Wow. So it's like one big psychological operation being uh, placed upon the American people. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see uh, people in the so-called liberty movement here in the U.S. now throwing all their weight behind Donald Trump and ignoring people like libertarian candidate uh, Gary Johnson, who, you know, you can make the case that Gary's not libertarian enough, but has some very key principles that really apply uh, to freedom. Kind of ignoring that and going with... Uh, you know, as you're saying, someone who could be a potential shill for Hillary. And that's very astounding to me that uh, that people that we know are, are not even giving the light of day to a third party candidate. It's very interesting that oh, you well, say yeah. that. Well, it is. I mean, why would anyone vote for the, for either of the major parties? I mean, look what you've got from the major parties for the last however long. I mean, mm-hmm. these parties have always been in power and all they do is stomp on you. And you think, oh, gee, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of being kicked by the left foot. I'll vote for the right foot, and that'll kick you around for a while. Then you vote for the other foot. I mean, it's the same people. It, it doesn't matter. You know, the best thing you can do is go for independence or go for a third party. Just get rid of these candidates. I mean, you can't. You can't even consider someone like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump be running for president. I mean, the fact that Hillary Clinton's even allowed to run for president. This woman's a career criminal. Right. Look at Benghazi. Look at Libya. Look at all the damage this woman's done. And all these emails and all the, the stuff that she's been, uh, it's been found out about it now. There's no way this woman should even be allowed to run for president. She should be in jail, not running for the candidacy. I mean, it's an absolute joke. That should show people what a complete facade and what a complete joke that the U.S. political system is. Just the fact that she's allowed to run. So mm-hmm. people need to consider this and consider really what they're being offered here and realize that there are other options. They're just not being told about them. But I, I would suggest you vote for anybody. 
but the, the two main parties. I mean, any any garden variety pickpocket would be better than any anybody <laughs> from the two major parties. You know, you could get a criminal off the street. Some homeless person would do better than Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another point that's really come to the surface. Is I I feel <laughs> Donald Trump. I, I I totally agree with you. I I I said this from day one. I said I totally think he's trying to get Hillary elected. And people are like no no. I'm like I totally see it. I totally see it because they're friends. Uh, but. Donald Trump has brought a lot of racism to the forefront, and I think it's given people permission where politically correct has been going on for so long that he's opened up this Pandora box of, of uh, you know, the Islamic uh, racist Islamophobia. Yeah, right. and, and I, you know, and just the, from Mexico and everything else. What, what are your thoughts, again, from, from an outsider of the U.S., of seeing somebody bringing this to the surface and seeing the reaction that we fear. We fear that this was under on people's minds for a, such a long time. Well, yeah, it's been simmering below the surface all the time. They play the race card all the time. I mean, this is why you see, you know, it's always, a, you know, if, if a, uh, a police officer shoots a black man, it's always, you know, or a black man shoots a police officer. It's always pointed out there was a black man. It, it isn't a matter of just a cop shooting someone or someone sh shooting a cop. It's a matter of they always bring the race into it. So this has been below the surface for a long time. This is a lot of the reason why the, the uh, black people have been so downtrodden, so they can play this race card. You know, like you find that there are more black people in jail, so that's because there's more black criminals. Well, no, it's because they're victimised more. And it's all pre presented this way and promoted this way so they can play this race card any time they want. That's the perfect card to play. You know, because people think the system's real. They think the political system's real. They think all this stuff's real. And they think that they're actually losing their jobs because migrants are coming and all this sort of stuff. They forget, you know, never even ask why they need a job, why they have to pay to be alive, why they can't just do what they love and make a living out of what they love doing. You know, they never ask these questions. So all of these things are ready to be played, you know. But something that's really been offending me is the amount of Islamophobia that I'm seeing everywhere. Um, with all this whole... ISIS thing, all these Islamic extremists and all this. Now, these so-called Islamic extremists are not Islamic. This is Daesh. This is uh, a, a slip. This, this is not anything like Islamic. This is like calling um, Tukumata and the people who ran the Spanish Inquisition. So, of course, you can't call this. Max, we're cutting, out just, we're cutting out just a little bit, so I want to make sure we uh, get what you're saying because this is very important. Uh, so I want to just make sure... Yeah. Make sure. Yeah, well, you might get that, but um, there is this whole um, vilification of Islam is is completely unfair. And you know, when you look at Islamic countries such as Iran, they are trying to work hard to get rid of Daesh, to get rid of these extremists. And what the United States should be doing should be working with with proper Islamic countries such as Iran to remove these these extremist ideologies which are coming out of countries which are U.S. allies such as Saudi Arabia which is a takfiri Wahhabist version of Islam, which is absolutely abhorrent hmm. and everything that everybody hates about Islam. And it isn't true Islam. And this is what the Saudis are doing. And this is who's funding all of these people. And yet we're seeing countries such as Iran, who's trying to speak out against this Islamic extremism, which is not just Daesh extremism. And, and, you know, you've got America trying to vilify Iran. It, it's, uh, it's such a puppet show. It's such theater. It really is. You know, this whole war on terror is so completely fake. And Islam is not. Most of these people are run by um, um, mercenary elements like ISIS. Most of ISIS is run by mercenary elements that come out of Turkey, come out of Israel, come out of all sorts of places like that. Blackwater, Z, Mossad, you know, whoever mm. can get involved. That's where right. a lot of these influence is it coming from and any ragtag Arabs that they can convince to come along to their ideology which is a takfiri ideology which is not Islamic so you know people I think well, we lost we, you there well we lost him but he's making a really good point Tony is a, a great point is that thing the, these groups like ISIS like Al Qaeda who's running them at the top you know you look at um, the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt who created them was MI5 MI6, and uh, I believe it was 1932. They just don't show up out of nowhere, like, you know, you know, organically, like some street gang, and then get all the oil money and all these weapons. And, you know, you look at Fast and Furious, and you look at this administration, who are they giving weapons to? Who did John McCain go see uh, when, before we went into Syria? 
Can I? Well, then, can I ask you this, uh, uh, Dean? It, okay, so he's saying that we should be working with Iran. Iran. The person right. whom you're trying oh, to oh. reach. Um, so, it, was it wrong for Obama to make this deal with Iran too? Or now I'm. I mean, from what he's saying, right. it's like, then should we like maybe approach these? I think this. We, yeah, I mean, if if we're working with with. Um, countries like saudi arabia that just you right. know you know they just they're horrible with uh human rights women's well, rights same with china and they kind of in her uh, bushes and saudi arabia and were and yeah cahoots. and if you th- remember who is who called iran the axis of evil right was bush right so i mean it's confusing it's very <laughs> it's so confusing. confusing it's very confusing and, oh my gosh you know you look at what uh the u.s did to uh uh iran and 1953, they they overtook their president uh, because he didn't want our our the U.S. Uh, oil companies to come in. He wanted to give the revenue to their own his own people, and they they did a CIA coup d'état in 1953 and in, installed the uh, the Shah. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely blowback uh, blowback according to our own CIA. So that's what gets me. The you know for Afghanistan, Iran, right. Iraq, all these Middle Eastern countries. The United States went in, and they're the ones that actually established the leadership from many, many, many years ago. Right. And then we all get upset when uh, when we when they turn on us, or did they turn on us, or did they say, or did we say turn on us? Exactly. I mean, we're selling them weapons. Right. So it's like you know, it really confuses the American people, the ones that actually pay attention, because there's people out there that don't pay attention. No. At all, they're too busy. Let's try, let's try to get him. We're going to try him again. And, and folks, you got to understand, uh, Mister Mister in the Amazon. He's in the Amazon <laughs> with anacondas and, and <laughs> right. contras, and uh, you know, you hear the helicopters. So that's right. That's he's hey, near- you got me. We have him back. All right, Max. Oh, it's going to drop again. Uh oh. We we got him back, Max. Can you hear us? I think we I think we lost him again. Well, well this just shows you that when we're talking about something very important. Powers that be push the uh, there he goes. I think the decline back. button. Hey, I'm back. Can you? We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna try with just audio, Max. Yeah, let's just try audio. We're gonna it's... just try audio because this is so important and uh, what you're talking about in the, the kind of the run up to the creation of ISIS and these things like like Al Qaeda, which uh, was created in 1979. And Max is really on point with the the, the fraudulent war on terror. It's more of a war on our minds. Do we we got Max online? Okay, this is a live show, so nothing is scripted, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is not uh, this is not Don Lemon on CNN. But even even if it's on CNN, but this is this is somebody that that knows their stuff. They they're they're out in the world doing what most of us just read about, and uh, you know this guy's in the heart of the Amazon because you know he's he's trying to create. Uh, uh, information for all of us to understand how not only our political system is run, but how the world uh, is viewing uh, is us. viewing us, right? And so he uh, walks the walk. So, uh, Max, you can, uh, or Max, are you there? I don't think so. We'll get him call back. But if you guys, uh, he can go to the thecrowhouse dot com. Yeah. He has uh, his own all radio his show. films, all his uh, broadcast are there and. You know, maybe, why don't we take a break? Yeah, let's do a break. Why don't we take a break? Uh, we'll come back in a few minutes. All right, we'll be back here in a second. This is Trippy Toll with Tony and Dean on Universal Broadcasting right. Network. It's called Grown by Nature, and I hope you guys uh, go out and pick you up some, get a I discount, love it. and we'll be right back. United States Pharmacopia, USP, sets the standard for most food supplements and are used in over 95% of all vitamin and mineral supplements in the world. The problem is that these products have never appeared in any living tissue. They're created in laboratories and are not recognizable to the body's metabolism. Grown by Nature products are different because they use renatured ingredients, proprietary blends of essential vitamins and minerals with cofactors of proteins, lipids, and complex carbohydrates. Over 50 studies have been conducted on renatured nutrients, and over 20 have been published in peer-reviewed journals proclaiming their superiority. As a result, Grown by Nature vitamins and supplements are now recognized as simply the best available. Call 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829 and order your Grown by Nature products today. We are what we eat, and since we are of nature, we should eat foods in their natural form. Only Grown by Nature offers a full line of renatured nutrients. Call 877-817-9829. That's 877-817-9829 because not all products are grown by nature, but they should be. 
Do you suffer from anxiety, from depression, maybe even chronic pain? Well, listen up. Truth Be Told is going to tell you about a breakthrough program built on over 100 years of therapies used in America's returning veterans to help you successfully overcome PTSD, anxiety attacks, pain, and depression. The secret proven in... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Study after study. Music therapy. The effects of music are nothing short of amazing. From strokes to PTSD, music has been shown to improve the quality of life. Now, one of the latest music therapy programs being used in America's veteran hospitals can be yours to experience for free at home and to help your own anxiety attacks, pain, and depression. Or just relax after a hard day. It's called Whole Tones. It takes music therapy to a new level. This revolutionary program makes use of specifically designed frequencies that have been shown to stimulate your body's natural healing power down to a cellular level. If it works for battle-scarred vets, can it work for you? Well, experience it for yourself for free at SweetWholeTones.com. Like Tony Sweet, that's S-W-E-E-T. Go to SweetWholeTones.com. Now enjoy the show. All right, this is Truth Be Told with Tony and Dean on... uh UBN Radio, where you are the Monday edition. We're trying to get a hold of our guest, uh, Mike uh, Max Egan, and so he's in the middle of the Amazon. We're having a little connection issues, and we were just talking about some very, very important stuff uh, with him. And uh, hopefully, we'll get him back online here shortly. Uh, Dean, I know you've you've n- listened to some of Max's uh, his shows, and when when you're listening to his shows and, and hearing some of the information he's telling you now in person, what what is your reaction? My reaction is is and the 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 root of his uh, his talks, and I do encourage people to really sort of uh, check him out, is self empowerment mm-hmm. that we can do something even if it's on a local local level. Grow your own gardens, get to know your community, get to know your neighbors, and defeat this this wickedness in, in our system by taking back the power that was taken from us. That we are not beholden to anybody, whether it's. Uh, uh, a federal government or a global government, we are beholden to one person. That's ourselves and a greater power. If if you know you have that spirituality in you, and it really, I feel great every time I listen to uh, Max's talks. It just it gives me that glimmer of hope uh, that sometimes we often lose, especially if we watch all this demagoguing between the two uh, presidential candidates. And mm-hmm. we were talking about this off air is. It's like, man, I'm just like sick of it. Yeah. No, I, I'm getting to the point where I it's just like don't it's, care anymore. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to even get. I mean, I, I actually used to love debating mm-hmm. uh, friends of mine from, you know, if they're in the other party and I'm not. And it, it, but this this time around, it's, it's not even enjoyable. No, because like, I can't defend the person whom you're trying. Oh, so no, we're still having an issue. Well, we're going to keep trying. But um, to to highlight what you just said, I if I was a, if I was voting for Hillary Clinton. Man, it's hard to def- to uh, defend her. Mm-hmm. If I was voting for Donald Trump, it's hard to defend him too. And it's like, God, it's so hard to defend your point because none of these candidates really represent me. Right. None of them right. s- stand for what I stand for. And like you were saying earlier before the show, it's like don't vote for somebody because you don't like the other person. Right. Because there's a lot of options out there. And just listen, vote for the Green Party. Vote for the Libertarian Party. Vote for somebody, but know the issues. Know something that somebody that connects with you. Because just voting for Hillary or Trump because you don't like one or the other, that's not the way we should be voting It's not the best way forward. It's like, I want to vote to put someone in the White House, not to keep someone out. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's... it, it's really, uh, it's one big, as I was telling Max, one big psychological operation. And the American people, we are so tired. And, and, and since 9-11 in this country, it's one thing after another. And I come from this generation that was, we were just taken back. I was an adult when 9-11 happened. And it's just like, 9-11 happens. Uh, uh, my generation gets called to the duty to go into war to Afghanistan and Iraq, which we're still there. We have a billion dollars. 
billion dollar embassy in Iraq and Baghdad. We're still in Afghanistan. Kids today don't even know that we're still in the Afghanistan war. They don't even know we're all over the world. And we have like 500 bases. And it's just, it's 9-11, it's Katrina, it's the BP oil spill, it's uh, all these shootings that happened and are happening. It's one thing after another. The American people are so tired and they're looking for some kind of leadership. And what I like about Max is he says, you don't have to look far for the leadership. You have to look in the mirror and you have to look within yourself to find the answers. And it's, it's really empowering. And um, people like Hillary and, and, and Donald are saying, well, we, we're the leaders. We're the ones that are going to help you, you know. And there are some of us that say, you know what? I already have a mother. I already have a father. I don't need people like you. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel, Tony. I'm just so disenchanted with the American exceptionalism, with everything, a lot of things about this country. And people are going to say, well, if you don't like this country, uh, why don't you get out? Oh, I think we have hey There we go. We Ma- have Max back on. Max, I was just Everybody talking about me. you. I was just talking about you. Can you hear me? Yeah. This is Okay, I think he can hear us. Max, if you I can... can hear you, have you no. dropped me? There yes. we go. You sound great now. I Max, I was just talking about watching your videos and uh, uh encouraging people to watch them and getting us a, uh, a feeling of self-empowerment by the end of your your broadcast and how good it feels that the answers that we're looking for as, as, a, as a human being don't really lie in a particular candidate, but they lie within ourselves. In, in defeating the system, we have to start in, in, with localization of can we grow our own garden? Can we, do we know our community? Do we know our neighbors? Do we know how to take care of ourselves? And opting out of this, this wickedness, whether it's a global governance or a federal uh, government that's trying to put the stranglehold on us. And that's what I love about your videos. Can, can you uh, talk about where that empowerment came from your own uh, uh, life and how you discovered that? It's just something that I've always known, you know. I've always looked at things a little differently. I've always tried to look at things, uh, you know, I'm just dealing with people. You know, everything that I'm facing here is just people, all the legislation, everything is just people. So I've tried to have that attitude. And I really believe that if you want to make a difference in your community, you've got to get involved on the ground in your community. Start dealing with the lower level politicians. I mean, all the stuff in the the high levels, all the political candidates for president and governor and all this, this is, you're not going to make a difference with any of this. You've got to do it um, on the ground level, get involved. Are we? Uh, have you still got me? Can you hear me? Yes, yes we, we're still here. Yeah, we got you. Right. So, but you know, Max, and, and to add it, to that, it, it, I'm not. Okay, to add to that, Max, uh, you mentioned. Eight, uh, look, I can't hear you. Well, we're having really. Di- <laughs> I know. This is a hell of a show, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> we're having some difficulties calling with the jungle. Uh, but Max, uh, if you can. Yeah, hear- I'm really. I'm really sorry about the connection here. It's just what it is. It's the worst time of day for internet here in the jungle is uh, is six o'clock, which is uh, is a shame. But uh, according to my my Skype here, I'm offline at the moment, no. so I'm not sure whether you can hear well, me. We or can not, still hear but, you, uh, so we're hearing you. We hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I've got all these messages all over my screen telling me that I'm offline. But anyway, <laughs> so, no. so um, yeah, I think the best thing to do is to get involved on the ground. Realize that you can deal with things with your with your local candidates. Get to Know these people and really, all the legislation they're enacting, you can deal with it on the ground if you if you choose to get involved, you know. And like I said, most of these people are supporting foreign interests anyway. And if you're smart, you can play your cards right, and you can find accountability, you know. And and I'll, actually, like when you look at the councils, it's it's the councils that are bringing in all the stuff that affects you on the ground in your community. It's your local councils that are doing it. Like legislation that comes in in things like you know you can't collect rainwater and this sort of rubbish that they try to bring in. These are all local council initiatives. Now in Australia, we've got an organisation called the Municipality Association, and this municipality association hands out all the directives to local councils and they implement these directives and this association the municipality association gets all of its directives directly from the united nations so you've got united nations agenda 21 coming into australia and undermining the country from the ground up through the mechanism of local councils and this is happening in the united states as well it's just called something different but it's the same thing so that's where you need to put your focus because that's where you're going to make a difference. 
Absolutely. And and having been to Australia myself about a year ago, witnessing the hostage, uh, Sydney hostage siege and all the legislation that came in like the day of and the next day of that, which is mimicking the Patriot Act that's now in the United States. It's really sad to see the the route that uh, Australia seems to be going. And it's such a beautiful country, Tony. I mean, I've been to Melbourne and Sydney and all over the place. Uh, Can you talk about kind of the way in the direction uh, uh, that Australia seems to be going? And and you can make a case that ever since the Port Charles massacre in 1997, where they took all the firearms away from the from the Australians, it seems to be going mimicking uh, the U.S. little by little. Can you uh, speak on that, Max? Well, it is. It's mimicking the United States very much. That's the Port Arthur massacre in 1997. That's what they used to disarm us. And Australia is very much a test case, you know, for legislation that they want to bring in and, and little mechanisms that they want to try. They try them out in Australia first to see how the people are going to take it, what they can get away with, and then they extrapolate it out overseas. It's very easy to do in Australia. We've got such a low population and the people are spread out so much, you know, and it's very Western. It's very much like America. So it's a great testing ground. It's a great proving ground for this sort of stuff. But Australia is very much turning to a fascist state. You know, they've done it through like about 90 different pieces of legislation they brought in since 9-11. And these has served to basically remove all the rights of the people, very much like what the Patriot Act has done in your country. Mm. And they haven't done it as one act. They've done it through all these little pieces of legislation along the way. It's very insidious the way they've done it. But uh, if the Australian people don't wake up soon and start holding their government accountable in some way, then they're going to find that they're in a very dangerous place. But we've seen a big swing down there with the recent election. Like We've just had an election there as well. And around about 25% of the country pulled away from the major parties and voted independent, which is what we're just talking about you guys should be doing. And in Australia, it's compulsory to vote. You don't have a choice. You have to vote or you get fined. So, Hmm. okay, if you're going to make us vote, then we're not going to vote for any of the above. And for 25% of the country to have pulled away from the major parties and voted independent is a is a huge show of no confidence in the uh, Australian political systems. That's good to see, you know. Very interesting. And, and Max, we prob- we only have about 20 minutes left, and I want to just kind of ruffle through all these uh, issues. And I know you're a big advocate for the Palestinians. I know you traveled to uh, Israel and seen uh, firsthand what's going on in Gaza. You mentioned earlier about APAC really having a, a bit major influence in the political system of the United States. Uh, is there a, a, I almost want to say, an infiltration of, of the Israel lobbyists in, in America? And some say it's Zionist. And if so, number one, what is Zionist for some of the listeners that may not know what that is, especially here in, in, in uh, mainstream Los Angeles or wherever people are listening to? Can you speak about the influence of the Israel in uh, Americans' uh, uh, direction and decisions that go on? I think we lost him again. I thought I heard him almost cut. Max, you there? Well, what you've got is you've oh, got a huge Israeli lobby, which is basically control. Yeah, I mean, here, you got me? Yeah, we got you. We got you. Hello? Hello, hello. We're good. We're good. Hello, hello. We're good. You might have to type you them. You got me? Tony, you might have to type them. You're good. Tell them to go. This is just incredible information. I know. Yeah, we got you, Max. Go ahead and go ahead and uh, say what okay. you're going to say. Yeah, well, what you've got is a huge Israeli lobby, which is basically in control of all U.S. foreign policy. That's the problem. And uh, um, all these politicians have to sign the APEC pledge in order to get funding, and that's a huge tool that you can use. Because what you see in, in Israel and, and Palestine, have gone through this so many times before, the mere existence of gun strip is a war crime. This, this constitutes a breach of Article 33. You know, get whether you're on the side of the Muslims or the Jews or the Palestinians or the Israelis, just the fact that Gaza Strip exists. This is children being held in collective punishment. It's a breach of Article 33, the Fortune of Convention. This gives you every politician in the United States who signed the APEC pledge because they're all guns under their own legislation. It's a huge legal key that we can use. And I believe that's a lot of the reason for all this Islamophobia, so people don't look at what's actually going on there. You know, because all all of America is controlled by Israel, the whole thing, all, all the whole American political system is controlled by Israel. Why do you think these people signed the APEC pledge? And what is the APEC pledge? It pledges allegiance to the state of Israel. So you've got everybody, in order to get funding to run for office, they have to pledge allegiance to a foreign power. This is treason right from the get 
So these, these are the sorts of ways we need to look at what's going on with the U.S. political system. And, you know, all the money and the funding that they're sending in there, this is like $7 million a, a day or something they're sending into Israel. It's absolutely ridiculous, the amount of money that's going in there. Look at how hard people are doing it on the ground in the United States. And all of this money is, is being used to carry out war crimes. It's absolutely absurd. So it's up to the people of America to call this out for what it is and to realize that this is a tool you can use to... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold all of your governments accountable, all the politicians in your gov- in your country for their actions. If you can just open up your hearts to the kids in, in Gaza, it isn't about Muslims and Jews. It isn't about Israelis versus Palestinians. It's about collective punishment and war crimes. And these are these are blatant human rights that are going on daily, all being funded by our governments. And we can stop it any time we choose to call it. You know, and, and it's a huge, huge issue. It's a huge moral dilemma. It's really the greatest moral dilemma that we face. It's been going on for nearly 70 years now, the situation in Palestine. And if, if we don't fix it, then, as I often say, the way of Palestine will be the way of the world. Because what we see in, in Palestine is a mechanism for warehousing and surplusing human beings. And that's coming to all our countries. And they use it to test out all their experimental weapons and all the other stuff they do. I mean, it's, it's absolutely abhorrent what's going on there. And it's nothing like what people think. I've been there. I've seen it on the ground myself. And these people are suffering daily. And uh, they're suffering because the media just isn't giving it any attention. And people don't know what the situation on the ground really is. So I urge people to look at what's going on in Palestine and realize that the people are holding on and they're also providing us a legal key that we can use to heal situations in our own countries as well if we just look at it. Wow, that's that's very powerful, Max. And, and, and two, I urge people to see a movie called Breaking the Silence. If, you're, if you want to see what former Israeli soldiers... Uh, giving testimony in this documentary of what they had to do to not only Palestinian women but children. It's just heartbreaking. And, and discussing it is not saying, oh, we hate the Jewish people or, you know, down with Israel. It's actually talking about an apartheid that is going on in that region of the country that majority Americans have no clue about. And it should be discussed because, you know, they want to make a case, well, we don't want to uh, perform in North Carolina because uh, they don't allow gay marriage and, and so forth and all that stuff or places like that, in Israel, it's illegal to have gay marriage. And yet we're pledging allegiance to these people, you know, this country, well, that, and Benjamin well, Netanyahu is such considered a war uh, criminal in many different countries around the world. It's such an interesting, uh, fascinating case. But, okay, I'm going to play the ignorant here, because Please I do. honestly am uh, right, <laughs> very n- right well. now, because here's my, here's my yes. question is, why are we pledging so much of our allegiance and money to Israel? What is it? Because, I mean... It, was that the access to the Middle East? I mean, because now we're in almost every Middle Eastern country, so why do we need them now if we're already there? So what, could you tell me why we need to pledge our allegiance to them? Well, because Israel is uh, such a downtrodden country because of the Holocaust and all the, the terrible, terrible plight of the Jewish people, and we must protect Israel because we're Christians, and that's what it says in the Bible. And uh, really, when you read the Bible, it, it doesn't say that at all. And the Bible even references uh, the false Jews who are actually the synagogue of Satan who will take over the state of Israel. So there's all sorts of reasons, but, you know, it's just the way it is because of the control of the banking system. So many reasons, but, you know, your country, America, is what funds this whole war on terror, what funds right. this whole, whole And if you really look at war on terror, it's a war for Israel. So there's a, a pamphlet, a paper that came out in 1980. It's called for Israel in the 1980s. It was written by called Oded Yenin. If you go to my website, you scroll down the home part, you'll find a section there called Essential Reading. And you'll find that document that outlines exactly what's going on in the Middle East right now. It calls for the balkanization, the breaking up of all of the countries in the Middle East, um, the, the um, flaring up of sectarian uh, hatred between all these different factions and the balkanizing of the whole place into smaller regions that can be easily picked off and basically 
heading Israel right out, so it encompasses all the land between the Nile and the Euphrates. Mm. And that's what it's all about, and that's what it's always been about. Wow. And they keep wow. the Palestinians there. I mean, they can go and wipe the Palestinians out in a week if they want to. They keep them there because they need this threat of terror barking right at the door and right. all the funding that they need. And through control of the media, everyone knows this, this best democracy in this, this whole hotbed of terrorists need to send all the funding in there to protect God's chosen people in their right. establishment of freedom and democracy in the Middle East. And it's absolutely wrong that it's not what is going on at all. Absolutely. The people are sucked into believing it. Because there is a... You know, Israel's a huge destabilization mechanism that's run by a banking cartel, and it's not what people think. The Rothschilds, right. And, and, and you can make the case there, there is a wing of the military at the, the higher-end uh, uh, commanding positions that are still modern-day Christian crusades that are trying to preserve Israel for what they believe is the return of Christ. And they're trying to almost plague the world with the revelations uh, so Christ does come back to uh, the chosen land of Israel to punish the Jews. Uh, this is what certain people believe. So we're setting them up? In, in, in some way. But um, gosh, this is uh, it's so important. I wish we could actually hear Max even better. Uh, but Max, why don't we just kind of cut it short because the audio is uh, kind of breaking up. I know you got a, a Free Your Mind conference uh, coming up soon. If, if you want to talk about that real quick and promote how people can uh, find that and also how people can follow uh, everything that you're doing. Yeah. Sorry about the connection. For my conference, it'll be June next April. I've just actually posted uh, last April's free conference on my website. You'll find everything at thekraus.com. Uh, you'll find everything there. I should be doing a tour of the United States next year. In April, I should be going to um, Philadelphia and New York and probably across to LA and over the West. So I should hopefully catch up with a few people. But yeah, you'll find everything on thekraus.com. Hopefully, we can do a show some other time, perhaps pre record one late at night in New York. Right. Well, Max, we're going to say goodbye to you. Sorry about that. We're going to say goodbye to you right here. We're going to definitely have you back on when when we can get a better connection. And I'm going to plug all your stuff again. So I want to thank you for coming on Truth Be Told with me and Tony. Uh, It's just a real pleasure uh, to have you on here and speak to you uh, through Skype in person and (laughs) kind of speak to you anyways, but to actually introduce you to a whole new audience. So thank you for coming on Truth Be Told. And Thanks, Max. We're going to talk to, I'm going to talk to you off air and have you back on here soon. So, My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sorry about the connection again. All right. Oh, that's okay. It'll work out next time. All right. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. And again, let me just uh, plug in case people in here. Yeah, please. Uh, Max Egan is doing a Free Your Mind conference, and you can find all that information on thecrowhouse.com, and we'll have that up on the website as well. And when you subscribe to this video, this channel here, you're going to get all that info in the box. Just click on uh, the appropriate clicking spaces. Well, and yeah, plus, so. if you guys are listening to this, and you, like you can tell, there was a lot of technical issues, right. but go to his website. I'm sure there's a lot of information he's said to us that that he's shared on his website and through his own show. So definitely check that out because I, I want to have him back because he's very fascinating. One thing I love about him is there's so many alternative media that become so fear, kind of like the Donald. They like to scare you to death, and he's just telling you the facts. Right. And I love facts more than fear. You're a factual person. Yes. I'm just in a very uh, emotional person. So well, I can I, do that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, but it's really not to take away uh, from what he was saying, but uh, having researched and, 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 and read and seen documentaries on what's going on in Israel, you know, Americans, we get so bombarded with the cable news that we have to protect Israel. They're in, you know, they're in, you know, danger. And, but we have to see the other side of what what's going on with the Palestinians, right? You know, we seem to forget the Palestine. We seem to forget the Palestinians. They don't have firearms. They only have rocks. The uh, kids are constantly dying. You hear about the flotillas that go over there. Um, people like Cynthia McKinney trying to you know get involved mm-hmm. in those things and try to get food to these people. The Egyptians won't help them. Their neighbors in Jordan Why is won't it help. That? Why is the the their neighbors of their own you know Islam Islam not helping them That's even just question. to survive? And, you know, not all the Palestinians are Muslim, too. Right, and There's some right. Christians down there, but they're being it, – it is a modern-day apartheid. And, and if – in fact, on BBC Radio, somebody – if you say the words free Palestine on BBC Radio, and you can look this up, you get censored. Really? It is amazing. And I saw it with my own eyes. I'm like, wow. 
And uh, it's something, and, and Max is such a good advocate of what's going on down there. He's so brave for having traveled there, seen it with his own eyes. It's, it's one of the biggest blunders that goes under the radar in news in, uh, in, in the modern era. I, I really think so. Wow. Well, this was great. This is a great interview. I hope to have him back. And next time I hope to have a better connection. Right. But uh, Dean, you always get some good peeps. Yeah, he always picks some good people to share some well, great information. You know, it's, it's good to have a different perspective because we get caught up in the echo chambers, whether it's in our own circle of friends right. or our own industry of, well, uh, this candidate's great and the other one, you know, this one. And, and people, we get in this false left-right paradigm and we have to take a step back and kind of look at the whole thing as a whole mm -hmm. and what is it doing not only to our society and our country, but what is it doing to the rest of the world? How are they, how's the whole other world viewing that? Because we have, I mean, our choices here affect the world in a lot of ways. And I, I hate to say that that we do, but it, we do. We do. I've seen it with my own eyes, Tony. I was there in Australia when the Sydney hostage siege happened. It was just like all these shootings. They knew who the shooter was. He had a manifesto. He had a rifle and, and <laughs> highly regulated uh, uh, no-gun areas in Sydney. Uh, he was, he was, uh, try to, they tried to extradite him three times back to Iran. Mm -hmm. He was in the media. It was, it's the same, uh, dog and pony show that we see here all the time in, in the States. And because of that, and just like, because of what's going on in over here, mm -hmm. it led to legislation like the Patriot Act that's going on down in uh, Australia. And it's taken all the civil, civil liberties away. Mm. And so, you know, as a foreigner, I saw it. You know, some of the Australians see it, but you know, you get like you said, you get caught in the the scaremongering. Mm -hmm. You just don't see. You're like, here's my civil liberties, here's my freedom. Just protect me and my family. We want a father, we want a mother that's going to protect us. Right. And this is what I love about Max Egan is he doesn't hold punches. He has no allegiance to anybody except for free humanity, and that's so rare. Not only right. in today, but it's so rare in our industry. In in true. you know the the free independent media. So it's, it's, you know, we got to have them back on. Definitely. Definitely. And before we get out of here, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, you know, I heard just recently, I think in, actually in today's news about the, in Texas, you know, they now allow students in the, uh, college to carry firearms. That's right. Okay. Yeah. What do you care? Even back in the day in the mm -hmm. 1800s in certain towns in the, in the West, they even had give up your firearms to come into town and then when you leave town you can get them back. I mean what do you what is your thoughts on actually being letting students carry guns into classrooms? Well, having spent a lot of time in Texas, it's it's very different than LA and definitely different than New York. I just, I wouldn't want to hear. <laughs> right. It's it's you, I when wouldn't want to hear. When you grow up uh, around a gun culture, when you grow up around car cultures, right. when you first get a car and you grow up around, you know, knowing where the car parts are, you know how to operate a car. You know what to expect. Right. Same with firearms. It's for a self-defense. And, uh, you know, it's very interesting to see you go to a sporting event, you go to banks, and what do you have? Armed guards everywhere. Mm -hmm. When you go to schools with our precious children in them, there's nothing. There's a security guard with a walkie-talkie. Mm -hmm. And with, with the increase in the so-called school shootings, Texans are saying, you know what? We can't carry a cop with us around all the time. We want to protect ourselves with firearms. And that's what the Texans, uh, Texan people want. And they're going to try it out. And uh, I don't think there's going to be issues with it. I, I, I mean, personally, having met so many Texans, having lived there for a little while, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let it, let it happen. Let the Constitution sort itself out. Uh, is it going to be an okay corral? Well, that's kind of what we're seeing already in places like France and right. all these places where there's no guns. So you don't think there'll be any issues? I don't think there's going to be an issue uh, with people protecting themselves uh, with a firearm. Now, if it's a private business, if you and I own a bar, we have the right to say, uh, leave your firearms up front. Right. So, yeah. You know, and you know, so what? you're saying like a... An armed society yeah. usually is a polite society. State college. What about a private college if they say... Private college is private business. They yeah. have every right to, uh, you know, if they don't want people wearing burkas, hats, or shirts, or whatever it is, that's, you know, their right. Right. Well, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to follow Good that. Question. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that question. For, well, you know. I'm very ignorant. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to get out of here, Dean. And uh, so I know you guys, uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys learned something from today. And if you guys uh, want to check this out, please listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, all the podcast places, and uh, check it out. 
uh, on YouTube, our Truth Be Told uh, page. Subscribe, and subscribe. subscribe yes. Follow me at the Real Dean Ryan. I'll tell you how to subscribe and all my uh, interesting adventures That's coming <laughs> up. And uh, you, you know, have a lot of stuff coming up too. Absolutely. And uh, follow me on on Tony, and then go to TruthBeToldWebTV.com. Uh, Check out all our upcoming shows, and uh, we hope you guys had a great time and uh, learned something from this show. So, Dean, thank you so much as always. Yes, thank you in the audience. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Truth Be Told with Tony and Dean, the Monday edition. Be back next week.